Are we ready? In five, four, three. Isn't that what they do? <laughs> On the news? They stole it from you. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And it's freezing cold My across goodness. the world. Yeah. Is Europe also experiencing the same freeze? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know, but I know that it's cold there. Like, it's already win- winter's here. Mm-hmm. But we in the States and North America as a whole, I believe. I know Canada is getting it too. But we're getting this Arctic... What's it called? An Arctic storm? Arctic air? Arctic, Arctic, Arctic freeze? Mm-hmm. Bomb cyclone? We're supposed to get down to like negative 16 or negative 18 here? Mm. Or no, not negative. Regular. 18 or 16. For those of you just tuning in, we are talking in Fahrenheit. Yes, not Celsius. We're in the United States where we like to make all of our own When are they going to make the switch? Will they make the switch? It's, it, it's too upsetting. I don't even understand it. It's in Celsius. Celsius is so much more accurate. Sure, but I've never learned that. So it's very, it's so weird to me. People are like, it's hot today. It's 20 degrees. I'm like, <laughs> Well, I think it's weird when... We say, okay, it's freezing, mm-hmm. zero degrees, and then below that is freezing, right? This is, that makes Look, sense. 32. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this evening we're supposed to get down to 19 degrees Fahrenheit? That's just like our measurements, like a foot versus 12 inches versus the centimeter. Whose foot? Mine. A centimeter, meters. Yeah. We have yards. Yeah. What's you guys have yard? kilometers. We have miles. It's all very... But you can't go but switching. But you can't it. do like a yard to a, a mile. I mean, you can, but what what kind of equation is this? You know, it it yeah, never works out quite right. You can go millimeter to kilometer, right? Yeah, I guess so. And it's just I still don't understand like the yeah. Just adding know. zeros. You know? I don't understand. For you guys, you have to do, okay five feet times a yard minus applesauce no, gives a you a yard is three feet thirty two. Anyway, we've learned it so to try to switch it because they don't teach us the metric system completely. Like we learn a little bit or I did, maybe other people learn more, but I think that's why they haven't gotten rid of it. Also, Americans are like, fuck it. I like it my way. Mm, It's true. It's the American dream to be confusing. Your, your measurement system is um, odd. Mm -hmm. Like the British are odd, right? Is theirs odd? Well, they have stones. Like when you, when you're weighing yourself, right. like I'm five stone and I'm like, I think it's like 14 pounds per stone oh. or something like that. <laughs> it's very precise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Canada does a lot of the same things that the States does. Yeah. Moi, je suis moitié, moitié. So I'm half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, and Canada's like that. Like you guys weigh yourselves in pounds and some of your measurements are similar, like do you do ounces and stuff like that or is it all milliliter? Well, so what mm. happened is in the, I'm just going to make this up here. Making it up. In the 70s. Yeah. Canada changed from the imperial, no, from, was it the imperial system we were on? Probably. Um, not the American standard. I think that's what you guys are. Yes. Well, maybe it's the Chinese standard now that you guys are on. But anyways, um, I say you guys as if I don't live here. You know? uh, as if you're not an American, like, well, you guys are not an American citizen, but you're a, what is it that you are? I'm a, a landed immigrant. Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. A resident it? alien. A, a resident. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a guest in the country. But so mm-hmm. uh, in the 70s, I think, is when Canada switched over because we used to be on the same system or on, you know, uh, the other, whatever it's called, system. I think it's the imperial. <laughs> uh, okay. mm-hmm. And so we had pounds and all sorts of 
Maybe pounds. Oh boy, it's so confusing. We're confusing ourselves, even you just pretending to know about yeah. it. Yeah, but anyways, they switched it over. So we do things like feet and height. Yeah, because uh, your sister and your other family members will say things where I'm like, oh yeah, that's in ours. But the Celsius and the kilometers per hour right. are the things that I notice where I'm like, well. And when I was a kid, like I would say, oh, I weigh 90 pounds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the doctor would weigh you. It's like 42 kilograms. Like, yeah. Well, why... You know, because we were in the process of switching over. Oh, God. So it's like half and half. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so I'm I'm a little mixed up. And I never <laughs> did learn to do my goes into My goes into yeah. yeah. Seven goes into 14 twice. Mm, and then I get lost. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's very, so it's very cold, needless to say. We're going to get down to what I would assume be negative something in Celsius. Right. Because we're going to be 16 or 18 degrees. Mm-hmm. Or, I think it's we had like to cover our seven or some of our plants and our pipes. Yeah. The the news and the local radio was like the four P's of the freeze: people, pets, plants, and pipes. I was at the gas station really this funny. morning, mm-hmm. and uh, as I'm filling up the gas tank, the oh, thanks person, for getting gas, by the way. Then, oh, yeah. no problem. You're welcome. Uh, the guy on the other side of the he got out of the car with a smile, and mm-hmm. it was he was in a vintage car. Oh, and, cool! Uh, so a nice car. He said, "Oh, thanks." He goes, are you protected? From the freeze. And I was like, what? In condoms? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, why are you winking? You know? Reminds me of watching the IT crowd when he's like, are you fully seated? He meant, because he said he, Moss was pretending to be a professional tennis player. And he meant, does he have like funding? But Moss was like, as I've said, I'm fully seated. We have two healthy children. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, are you protected? He was asking yeah, about the Yeah, he was the asking if we're ready. Everyone is talking about it. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the buzz of the town. Well, it doesn't happen. They said on the uh, on the radio the other day when I was driving, they'd said that it's a storm, a storm of the century or whatever. But the guy had essentially said, you know, this never used to happen in Texas. Every, one in every 10 years, we'd have like a freezing winter. And this winter. is three in a row. Mm-hmm. Last year, there was uh, inches of snow on the ground. I mean, it was like ice, yeah. Yeah. Remember, I took the photo. It was beautiful. I know. I took, I, and she did not. Ro- the thing that's funny about our dog, Roxy, is that she hates the rain and doesn't like to be cold. She doesn't have like an undercoat. So all of this is very discouraging to her. We were on a walk and the wind was really whipping and it was, it's cold. Like the, it was dropping. It was like 52 when I took her out. And by the time I got back, I felt like it was in the forties, like it just like 43. When that wind picked up, she'd like, her ears went back. She tucked her tail and she was quickly headed for home, head to the barn, turning it in. When danger reared its ugly head. She quickly tucked her tail and fled. Yeah. Brave Sir Roxy. (laughs) She's not so brave. And also, because it gets dark so early, our evening walk is now almost completely in the dark. She jumps at everything. She gets really scared, and then she wants to bark or run away from things. It's very funny. She scared herself last night with a leaf. (laughs) So she was on the sidewalk, and there weren't any leaves because we hadn't approached the area of our neighbor's yard yet where there were leaves over it because there's a tree hanging over it. Anyway, and the first leaf, she her back feet, this was the funniest thing, her front feet were down, but her back feet jumped. Oh, it was just like somebody little, like, like they, I was like, is it pokey? Or is, I think it's because it made the noise that so like, and she was like, yeah, but off we went moving quick. It's funny. So I had surgery this week. Let's get into it. Um, um, first of all, my cousin does exactly what I had done. She, she's a physician's assistant in Seattle and she specializes in surgeries of the hand and arm. 
That's like all she does. So she's been incredibly helpful during this process. But every time I go to see my doctor, she's like, remember what he calls it, Katie. What is the thing that he's removing? I want to know what he thinks it is. Through the life of me, I can't remember. I even made him repeat it this time. I was like, Uh, if you just go onto the insurance website, you'll be able to see the claim. It didn't say. It said unknown mass. Mm. I could check again and see if it says now because it's sent, they're sending it off for testing. So long story short, in my pointer finger that now is a little, I don't want to straighten it because it kind of hurts a little when I do that. But um, I had a little, a lump and it'd been around for like, I don't know, five years, probably at this point because COVID years just don't seem to count. And it had happened when I was doing laundry once in Santa Monica, I went to pick up one of our baskets and it like, like it snapped a blood vessel on my finger and it was a sharp pain and I, and the, this little bump appeared and it just never went away. And it got to the point where it would get irritated and it would hurt. And so I talked to my cousin about it a couple of years ago and she's like, just wait and see, do some hot compress, see if your body will like absorb it, if it'll get rid of it. It never did. And so we all agreed that yes, it should probably be removed. And then I went in for, you know, consultation with a hand doctor in Austin he agreed also, since it gets agitated, we should remove it. And we don't know if it's attaching to a nerve. Could it cause other problems down the road? We probably should just get rid of it. And so I have a tiny little incision. And he pulled out this little, essentially, like, you know, a tiny little bead, like one of those like fake pearls that would be on a little earring, like just mm. a tiny little. Bloop. And he was like, here it is. I was like, that motherfucker, that small thing causing so much trouble. You were like an oyster making a pearl. I was, except for instead of a pearl, it was like what he thinks is a, a nerve um, and blood pocket. <laughs> is there a lot of blood? No, he thinks when my, so I have these, I have really weak veins in my fingers. And so the blood vessels will pop doing random things. Um, there's He doesn't really think there's anything they can do for me since it's not in other parts of my body. He doesn't want to, you know, mess with, put me on medicine or anything. It's still manageable. He thinks when that blood vessel burst when I grabbed that laundry basket, it tries to heal itself immediately. But there was a little bit of blood clot in it because I have a factor five, I'm a, a Leiden factor five carrier or whatever. He, some of my blood is clotted. So it grabbed a clot when it was trying to heal and a little bit of nerve tissue and it created a little, and then that didn't go away. Cause otherwise your body just absorbs it. Am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. reporting back what the doctor no, said. No, I'm, I'm glad you lived. I mean, it was touch and go there at the surgery. And, <laughs> I didn't even have him put me under. And it was like 30 minutes. Two. Okay. And it's not bad. I came out of it with a big old sausage finger because yeah. they wrapped it in gauze and stuff. And then that immediately fell off of my finger. And so I put a clean Band-Aid on it and it's been fine. I take ibuprofen if it starts to hurt. Although my cousin said to just take it for like the first week. But it hasn't been that bad. Sorry, I was teasing you about your finger. And, yeah. But I tease you because I get nervous. Well, I made him, I had you come with me because yeah. I didn't know if I'd be able to drive, like how messed up was my hand going to be? Was it going to be like, ah. And it was better that you drove because I can't really, I couldn't have driven away. I mean, it was fully numb for like the whole day, but. Yeah. Also with your finger injured and with the road rage, you can't, you know. You can't really give them. I mean, I could. It's not that I, <laughs> I can't do that one because if I straight, I mean. Although it's funny, does anybody else feel this way? Sometimes I'm a very cautious, I don't like, I want things to heal properly. I, I do things by the book. So I need a lot of information because I want to know exactly what to do. I'm like, 
if it gets wet, what do I do? And they're like, well, just dry it off, put a clean bandage on, you'll be okay. Okay. Do I put Neosporin or Polysporin on it? No. Do you, I, I have to ask these questions. They didn't tell me shit. And who did I ask then? I ended up asking my cousin for things that I forgot to ask them because I was like, all I asked them was, okay, how long till I can get it wet? And they said two to three days, you know, if you're able. But if it does get wet, you should dry it immediately. Don't soak it in anything ever. And then they're like, and come back on the third to get your stitches out. And I was like, well, what about like exercise? Like, should I worry about getting my blood pumping? Is it? And they're like, no, no, do whatever you want. Hmm. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, just don't put any pressure on it. And they're very nonchalant. And I want this to heal up beautifully. And I don't want any issues. And I don't like things to hurt. And I know my body's doing a lot of work. So I like to be good to it. And it was just not enough information. And then my cousin's like, oh, did they give you some painkillers? And I was like, no, they didn't. And my finger's still fully numb. So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. But luckily it was okay. But I just, they were very lax for me. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else feel that way? Like I needed more. I'm taking this more seriously than the doctors for some reason. And I need more information. They gave me no discharge paperwork. I just thought it was odd that they wanted to play music while the surgery was going on. You don't mind if we play some Bob Marley, do you? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. You know. Um, no, we talked about Steve Martin films. Yeah. That's what we did. A little too lax there, Doc. Let's keep your eye on the prize, buddy. <laughs> he was fine with that. It was just a post. Like he finished yeah. stitching me up said keep it clean and dry and then left and then the nurse told me you know bandage if the thing comes off bandage it change the bandage it's just basic stuff and then she was like we'll see you on the third merry Perfect. christmas i needed more sean i think it's great i was worried you, you seemed a little a little over a little nervous because you called your cousin and you you got you know gave her the, the information and she, she she's much more thorough because she because we're related yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the doctor didn't seem like he was too concerned no, about he's it. like don't worry about it essentially two stitches you're good I know. I just don't want that to bust open or something. That's terrifying to They're me. I'm not going to bust open. I For a while, if you guys didn't know, I thought I wanted to be a psychiatrist. And so I was like, I'm going to go to medical school. And then in the, what was the called? Is it physiological psychology? I don't know. Anyway, I took this one class and we had to like cut open like a brain. And I was like, mm-mm. Is it a pig brain? No, it was a sheep's brain. Uh-huh. And then we did a pig's brain. And then we also had to, I'd done frogs and stuff in high school. High school, right. But um, the, anyway, the others, it was, I was just like, I can't do this, I don't think. The yeah, blood I, just, the, I, I don't have a problem with the, that part of it, but it's yeah. the smell. Oh, see, that didn't bother me. It was the, like, the cutting through it mm. and the, the go, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, for I, a while, the, uh, the medical surgery stuff mm-hmm. I was filming. Oh, Yeah. I thought it would be really cool. And it was, but the smell, because they cauterize a lot. Oh, or that's disgusting. Yeah. Well, it just smelled like burned hair. And I was just like, oh, you oh, know, burnt I, was, yeah, I wasn't thinking smell. about it, but it's a lot of it. You yeah. Know? And um, yeah. there was a lot of that going on. And it was just too much for my. <laughs> They've had to, they did that on the tip of my nose. She burned this little, because I had an overactive uh, blood mm-hmm. vessel and it was causing this little bump over and over and driving me crazy. And she's like, it's going to sting a little. And it smelled horrible. I was like, oh, and it's right at my nose. So I was just like, don't breathe, Katie, don't breathe. Yeah. Anyway, but I could have watched him cut open my finger. I don't need that kind of, I'm, I don't have a problem with needles or a surgery, you know, but I just don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I just put it off like this. And I just was like talking while I was looking over here. Mm-hmm. I don't need that in my, I don't need to see it the inside of my finger. Although it is kind of cool. So there's that part of me that's like, Ooh, it's kind of cool. But anyway, lots of exciting things. Also, mm-hmm. Sean and I had some adventures this week. We went to a beautiful place called 
Central Market. Oh, yes. Where did you think we were going to go? I don't know. I, I totally forgot. You started saying something. Oh, I... I, I... <laughs> I was, was long like, for the ride. Home Depot. <laughs> Costco. Yeah, no, Central Market. My mm -hmm. goodness, I kept hearing about this magical place in Austin. And I never went. And we've been busy, you know, and we, we have our grocery store that we go to. So. Yeah, and it's it's like an extra like 20 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, because there's one like straight downtown. That, and then there's another one like northwest, I think. Um, so you have to like drive to them. Right. Ooh. We go inside this place. First of all, I thought it was a bunch of different stores inside of a market. Yeah, Sean was m misunderstanding. I realized, I guess I didn't explain it. But when we get there, he's like, is there anything that you're really wanting to eat or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe get stuff to make a sandwich. And he, I, he, then we were like, wait, doesn't it have, I think you were thinking it was like that uh, Asian market in LA where they have like the, yeah, the I pho and the, the buns. A market with a bunch of stalls. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. anyways, we were, we're going through it. And first of all, the produce is amazing. It's just a grocery store, by the way. It's just a specialty grocery store. Not just a grocery store though. No, they I'm had, just like, saying like, it's not a market where there's foods. Yeah, stalls. yeah, yeah. Like, right. You walk into the produce section. That's mm -hmm. how you get into the, um, the, the lovely market. Mm -hmm. And we could have cut to the other side. Did you see when we came in, there's a door, mm -hmm. but we went produce first. The variety of color mm -hmm. and it was so bright and vibrant, you know, I yeah. was like, what is this? And, and like things that you can never find anywhere. Mm -mm. It was wild, you guys. Yeah. Like, like five different, different kinds of cabbage. Yeah. And mm -hmm. 40 different types of apples. I mean, there was a wall of just apple varieties and or varietals. Varietals. Yeah. I could say varieties. Varietals. Mm -hmm. A variety of apple varietals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic. But I don't like apples that much. So I was like, eh, unless I mean, it's turned into something. Applesauce, love it. Oh, really? Apple chips, love it. Apples by themselves. Oh, see, I like apples, but I only, I'll have them as a snack. I always have like two in the fridge. Yeah, I don't like apple skin. Oh, really? Just peel it. Yeah, but then it gets brown. Well, you peel like it and you eat apple. it. Peel it, eat it, peel it, eat it. Yeah, Come on so. now. Has anybody seen the film Young Einstein? Way, way back in the day. Way back. I had out. I had that on VHS as a kid. And that was essentially what my life was growing up because I grew up on an orchard, not as large as this guy's, by far not this large, but we always had apples. And because they like don't go bad forever and I grew up in a cold climate, we would pick a ton off of our tree. The ones that had fallen would either get eaten by the deer if my dad didn't kill them first, or we would gather those up to make apple butter or applesauce out of, because those are like bruised and kind of like overly ripe. So we would use all the apples to make all sorts of things. The ap fresh applesauce is still my favorite thing. But we would always have apples, like a whole drawer in the fridge with them and a big box out in our... Cold storage area? Yeah, because we had this back porch that wasn't insulated as intensely as the home. And so we would keep like our onions and... Uh, apples and certain things just in these bins out there. And so I felt like I always had apples. And there's a point always in the season where you'd be like, if I eat another apple, I'm going to throw up. But I think that's part of the reason why I always want at least a couple in the fridge. Because sometimes I'll be like, mm, I just want like a, like a good apple. But I'm very specific. I only like Gala. Good choice. Pink, oh, pink Ladies. And Fuji apples. Oh, what about crab it. apples? No. Although I'll eat those, but it's not the same. I like them when they're like, are they pickled or sweetened or whatever they do with them? I don't know. Oh, I they're like red. They're, yeah, and they're small and ugly. and. Well, yeah, but they peel them and they make something. Oh. Let me show you. But anyway, so those are the 
what kind of apples do you guys like? Do you like apples? Am I talking way too much about apples? But that, that film, Young Einstein, highly recommend if you're young and goofy like me, I haven't watched it in forever. It's very funny. And he grew up in Australia, I think, in this huge apple orchard. And he would just eat, take a bite of an apple and just throw it. Remember? I do. <laughs> it's so funny. So anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. So Central Market had so many things, mm -hmm. ton of peppers. I packed a bunch of peppers in oil. Ooh, I love that stuff. They have natural wines. If you're into natty wines like me, it was great. They had a huge beer selection. Mm -hmm. The meat, it was expensive. I will be honest. Yeah, it seemed like more you would go there to get stuff for a party. So if you are in, I think, Texas, because it's owned by HEB, so I'd assume it's all over Texas, but Central Market is worth your time. Okay, moving on. We have to thank our Floridian correspondent. I think she's trying to send us signals. Christy has sent us Florida day trips by theme da, da, da. the themes are things like outdoor adventures lighthouses hmm. zoos florida history the everglades and so on and so forth like sports sports festivals enjoying the water thank you christy we appreciate you um yeah day trips awesome awesome everybody loves a day trip I had uh, an interesting experience uh, trying to communicate with somebody the other day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's an interesting intro. <laughs> we had some people come by the house and they're doing a little yard work. And um, I, I didn't know how to, they didn't speak English. Mm -hmm. They spoke Spanish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was trying to. Why do you think I'm learning Espanol? Yeah. It's uh, very useful. I was trying to tell the guy, my name is. Oh. And I, I said. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, I said, me amo Sean, te amo. Mm -hmm. And and then it dawned on me, I'm like, wait, no, maybe maybe te amo isn't what I think it is. And I think I was telling him I love him. I think I said, my name is Sean, I love you. <laughs> no, I, if you were saying I love you, be me amo or me amor, like my love. Oh, or, okay. But you, I don't, anybody correct me in the comments because I think if it was te amo, it'd be like, do you love or you love? Okay. I mean, you could say because yeah. it's a synonym, right? Yama, like Miyama, my name. Yamo. Yama. Uh, Yamo. Teyama. Teyamos. Teyama. Mm -hmm. Masculine feminine. L L A M. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then, but I didn't know that am, uh, te amo. <laughs> like I was trying to say, you're, anyways, it was. You're like, and then and I your turned name? beat red and I was like, okay, gotta go. Bye. And I went you back to the house. Just say E2. E2. And you. Ah. It makes it easier. So if you say something, if you answer something about yourself and you, it's like... Um, A tu brute? Exactly. But it's like if somebody comes over and they're like, oh, you know, buenos dias, como estas? Like, how are you? You'd answer and you say, e tu? And you? Like, yeah. how are you? You could say, como estas? To them also, but you could just say, e tu. Okay. Stick with that so you don't randomly tell people you love them or ask them if they love. Do right. you love? <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> Let me ask you something, brother. Do you love? Yes. That's okay. kind of te, te amo? I don't know. Maybe do you love? I don't know. What, it was what embarrassing. Was, what I, was his reaction? Was he just kind of looked at me like, like quizzically. Like, yeah, he's hmm. like, what? I don't know what you're trying to communicate Yeah, what are you trying me. to say? But anyways. They That's were. how Roxy feels. She can't communicate with us either. She's mm -hmm. like, or we'll talk to her and she's like, mm -hmm. yeah. you're using some words I know, like walk. and. Speaking of Roxy, mm -hmm. I've yes. learned a new trick on how to corral her because she loves to be in charge when she walks. And mm -hmm. no matter what we've done, mm -hmm. going to dog school, 
walking her Multiple all times, the time. Taking her around day. other dogs, taking to her neighbor's dogs. She's just very headstrong. And so on the walk, she pulls, pulls, pulls. And so sometimes she won't though. We'll have like weeks of good. Like right now she's pretty good. Hmm. But the other day there were like six squirrels fighting each other up in the trees. And she went fucking nuts. I just had to let her do her thing where she like hopped on her back feet in the air and somebody driving by even laughed because their window was down. It was like, not, not when it was cold today. It was the other day. And it made me laugh because I was like, I don't even know. She's just doing her thing. Right. Well, if I take, she has a favorite um, snack. Yeah, they're it's, called cowtails. Yeah. Look them up on Amazon. I and highly recommend them. So what I'll do is I, around the house sometimes, I'll put a cowtail in my back pocket and then she'll just listen to me for, until I give it to her. Mm -hmm. So it could be an hour of me having this thing in my pocket. She follows me around. She sits those things stink, but they're, yeah, she really likes the them. downside. I do smell like a dog treat. Yeah. They're like, they just smell like dirty meat or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get chased the neighborhood through, you know, by wild animals. Anyways. You know, like in the film when they'll cut and a guy's like hightailing it out of somewhere with his knees really high. And there's like a pack of wolves following him. Yeah. That that's strong. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I took her on a walk and I put one of them in my pocket. It was smart. Mm -hmm. She did not want to pull. She wanted to be by my side the whole time mm -hmm. to earn the treat. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I think I'm onto something. Going back to what I said at the beginning of before we even got Roxy on her paperwork, it said, Roxy, terrier mix, 12 pounds, highly motivated by food. Yeah. And that rings true to the, till today. Yeah. And probably for the entirety of her life, food highly motivated by food. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, halfway through the walk, she was being so darn good. I figured well, I'll give her a treat. She'll probably just want to eat it here. No, the dog well, it put... takes her a while too. She has to like lay down and chew on it. Yes. And so she put it in her mouth and she didn't really know what to do. Like, do I sniff? Do I like, I've got the treat. So she proceeded to, she looked like one of them um, Lipizzan or stallions, you know? I was so proud. Yeah. <laughs> and she's high stepping down the street with her bone. And usually she, she tells you which way she wants to go. And yeah. She'll, she'll sit. And then point. Sit and point in the direction that she wants to cross the street. Well, this time she did not want to do that. She wanted to go right home. Yeah, beeline. She high stepped it all the way home, <laughs> got home, and it was it was lovely. Um, it made it so much better. But yeah. I did learn. So Sean told me this, and I was like, oh, genius. And her bark box just came, which she goes fucking bananas for. And she's so funny. I should film it every month, but I feel like it's kind of a lot. But she just gets so excited that she knows it's hers as soon as it shows up. Mm -hmm. She's like, I smell it. Um Anyway, it came and in each bark box, she gets like these, they're little chewy stick kind of things and they're like treats. And she had one that was like pumpkin something and one that was like pork. Anyway, I took the pork one because it's a two pack and they're smaller. The one was bigger. So they're smaller. And I brought it on the walk thinking it would be kind of like the cow tail. Worked perfectly. Once she peed and pooed, I gave it to her and she wanted to hightail it home. And then I was like, oh, well, I only have one more left. I'll break it in half. That did not work. She stopped and ate it on the spot and then proceeded to be an asshole. And mm -hmm. I was like, I learned my lesson. So it has to be big enough that she can't just stop and chew it real quick. She's a an indoor dog, so she probably doesn't want to eat her food outside. Yeah, she's probably like, ugh, it's filthy out here. Yeah, I don't want to put my bone <laughs> on the ground. I know how bad it smells out here. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, she's very funny and she's quite the challenge. But Yeah. She also ate some cat shit uh, yesterday, which oh, I was yeah. not happy about. Because right? of the construction, they had to dig up some stuff. So we have some loose soil. And we also know because Sean has a field cam that he put up. I don't know. When my mom and Larry were here months and months ago. And we know because of that field cam that 
not only do we have armadillos, but we also have house cats that come to visit. And one of those house cats, I think, is shitting in that soft dirt. And so Roxy smells it out and I have to make her stop. The cat is probably like, look at this giant litter box. All for me. All I know. for me. So I remember dog when we, is poking around it though. When we like put that. new plants in back home when I was growing up, because it was like soft dirt, our yeah. cat would immediately like be like, yes. <laughs> and like take a shit in it. I was like, awesome. Cats, not well, known givers of fucks. No. You know? mm -mm. Yeah. Nope. They're like, this is mine. Yeah. I read somewhere that cats don't think of us as humans or different than them. They think we're just all cats. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the way they look at us. But also, who comes up with these? Like, this is what cats think. Cat ladies. <laughs> some some person that's like, Row. like yeah. they don't even speak English. <laughs> for, my, for my thesis, I've, uh, let me guess, Stacey, it's about cats. Let me guess. Uh -huh. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but it always makes me laugh when people are like, I, I don't, dogs don't, you know, don't think X, Y, or Z. I'm like, what, what dog is telling you this? Yeah. Who, who is your main source of information? You know? Speaking of critters with fangs. Yes. We have <gasps> discovered a new TV show. It's so good. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. It's great. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. They're so sarcastic. We love it so much. So it's on Hulu, I think, although we're paying for it through Prime because we don't have Hulu. It seems a little expensive, but we no might. more expensive than, I guess, renting a movie back in the day. I know. Does anybody else have a hard time when they're like, that's going to be like, I was looking at Steve Martin films and like Mixed Nuts has been highly requested and recommended to me year after year. And we also wanted to watch All of Me and just a bunch of them. And they had like $1.99 to rent or $3.99. Now, I know that's not a lot of money necessarily, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm already paying for your uh -huh. service. And yep. then you're going to charge her on top of that. It's bullshit. <sighs> but we, maybe we, it might make sense since we love it so much. And there are like what, four or five seasons. Mm -hmm. It might behoove us to sign up for Hulu for a little bit. That's it, a good point. Because I think, isn't it like 30 bucks a season or 20 something bucks? I think it's 1699. Yeah. But I think that's like a month of Hulu. Right. So probably watch them all in a month and then disconnect. Mm -hmm. That's like what I did. I signed up for Acorn TV so I could watch Midsummer Murder and then cancel after seven days. So I had seven days to watch it. I'm such a cheapskate with stuff like that. I'm the same way. I've never bought an app. I've all never, these years with a... No, I've never a, bought an app either. No, I, I just don't think... And, you know, they always get you. Or in-app purchases Ooh. for games. Never done that. No, I don't either. I'm a cheapskate. Yeah. As soon as the game gets too hard. because Yeah, just, just delete it. Exactly. Although I play that... Is it Family Farm Adventures or some shit? And um, I thought it was going to do that to me. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just going to delete it, whatever. And then it's like, it made me sit in that shitty 
Like I didn't have enough money to do what I needed to do. I didn't have enough energy to create what I needed to create. And I was like, you motherfucker. App purgatory. And so I just stopped using it for like a week or two. And then when I got back in, things just started to roll. I was like, you didn't know how cheap I was or how stubborn I am. Who won? (laughs) This girl. (laughs) Anyway, so I don't do that either. Okay. Do you have more things? I have a thing too. I want to show you a picture of my grandmother that I just found. Oh yeah, I heard. This is great. I'll put it on the screen. What a character. Oh, that's very her. Yeah. I wish I could turn it sideways and make it bigger. Isn't that great though? She's got two. Oh, she's so young though. Two cocktails in her hands. I know. And she's standing. So if you're just listening, Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother is at what looks to be an automobile show. show. Yeah, a car show. And there's a beautiful Rolls Royce. Like she's got her foot put on it. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. like it's mine, her two. Two yep. drinks in her hand. Yeah, enjoying yeah. a nice summer day. Yeah. She's so funny. I remember, I'll always remember when I first met her, we went out to the country house where your family She's now so lives. Stylish. She is very stylish. I did like her style. Yeah. Just nice and clean, crisp, like classic. Um, but anyway, she was busy cooking in the kitchen. And she's and in my family, and I think I probably told the story, but in my family, you like help out in the kitchen. Like, hey, what can I chop, clean, whatever. <laughs> she, she ran the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was her uh, her office. But in our family, like grandma ran the kitchen, but it was like, you do the dishes. You help me out. Get, you know, you'd be like running errands for the, you'd be the sous chef for the main chef. So, but she likes to do it all herself. And then I said, well, can I make you a drink? And she first started to tell me that she wanted the different vermouths which I'd never heard people drinking straight up vermouth. But then she was like, ah, I mix it best. And then she did like, good. It was like the sweet and the dry vermouth. It was a tricky mix. Right. And then she let me taste it. And I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. Vermouth is not for everyone. You know, it's just very herbaceous. It's just different. I don't love it. I like a little bit in a martini, but I prefer more of a dry martini. Yes. So what? What else? Mm-hmm. What else? Um, so that boy, picture came up. Where is it? Would you know the year or when? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask my sister yeah. or uh, maybe uh, an uncle or I'm not sure. Hmm. Judging by it, it looks like it's in the 1980s. Oh. So, um, but since mm-hmm. it's Christmas, I figured we'd sprinkle in a couple of Christmas things. Sure. Um, I'm going to put a graphic up on the screen right now. Okay. And this graphic says, what's the right way to eat a candy cane? Do you know? Well, you have to hold the hook part in your finger like this, and then you eat it that way. You get eat off the pointy end. Ah. If you eat off the other end, you're just going to make a slobber drip for yourself because that's like a loop. And every time you pull it out of your mouth, it's going to be like... Okay, bleep. so you're saying eat from the, uh, the non-curved side. Yes. You hold on to the curved side. That's very easy to hold on to. And you don't have to peel the plastic back all the way so at least it's covered so your fingers oh, don't get sticky. That's good. Good technique. What do people say? Um, so there's that way. Mm-hmm. And then there is the curved end first. I don't know why you'd do that to yourself. Oh, what about the third way? Throw it in the trash. Nobody really wants that much candy cane. Break it into pieces and eat it. So three ways. One is the straight end mm-hmm. first. The second way is the curved end first. And the third way is break it into pieces. Uh, the down the, the the part I don't like about this is that the federal government funded this study and it cost $300 million. <laughs> right. But we found out that 57% of the people out there mm-hmm. Eat the straight end first. Yep. 27, eat the curved end first. That's weird. 16% break into pieces because they're serial killers. <laughs> oh my God. I've never liked candy canes. Even as a kid, <laughs> I'd like eat on them for a little bit and then you're like, bleh. Yeah. If you Remember finish who, a candy cane, 
someone wrote in, uh, I think they used the letters A and M, mm-hmm. and they were saying how gross those cookies were because it's like so much candy cane. And yeah. then I thought of them because, uh, was it Sonic? No, it's Chick-fil-A has a commercial about the peppermint milkshake something something and somebody's like i love it because of the crunchy bits and i was like oh they're gonna hate this i have to tell them about it yeah because it's like it breaks into like little shards of glass yeah i don't mind sharp candy it's a very sharp candy you know what i would prefer to get the peppermint flavor like a york peppermint patty i do like a peppermint patty Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah that's refreshing Mm -hmm. but it has to be soft mint I don't like shards of glass. Oh, that's a soft. Is there a York peppermint patty that's not soft? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Although um, when I was a kid, my mom used to always have after eight mints and they'd be in the oh, fridge. I've had those before too. We didn't call them after eights. You are the person who introduced me to those. Yeah. But we, Andy's, ours right. were Andy's mints. Or you put them in the freezer. Mm. Never did that. But yeah, I understand. Right. I used to put, uh, what is it called? Mint mint thins or thin thin mints Mm. from the girl scouts that they would sell them and i would put them in the freezer not only because it'd keep them fresh longer but i also like the mint to be kind of cold and like it was good i like it that way but yeah up next we have one more thing oh yeah one thing that is if you do like kind of mint flavoring and you're also like us you don't like the shards of glass a great recipe that i used to make when i worked in an office and you'd bring in sweet treats Take your basic brownie mix. Like you can make it yourself or you can buy the box. I'm not judging you. It doesn't matter. Pour half of it in. Then unwrap some York peppermint patties and as many as you want. And you kind of lay them down. You can make it thick so it covers a whole layer of them or just sporadic. Then pour the rest of your batter. Bake as usual. And it's delicious. Mm. Mm -hmm. I went through a baking phase. I brought in my favorite to this day, but it's just too rich. You can't really eat it on your own. You need to like bring it to an event is my peanut butter pie. I went through a phase of making that. What goes into a peanut butter pie? What is this? Cream cheese. Okay. Okay. You have me. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a graham cracker crust, but you can kind of, ver- there can be way, you could do vanilla wafers if you want to. So it's a cheesecake, but peanut butter flavored cheesecake. Kind of, but it's more, it's not so cheesecakey in texture as it is more like, custard Mm. if that makes sense so you put like peanut butter um cream cheese and i want to say maybe some i don't know if it's powdered sugar or flour or something but you mix it i have to look at my recipe mix it up mix it up probably some vanilla and then you plop it into a dish and you have to put it in the fridge to set you don't know to to cook it and then you put whipped cream on top and serve it but it's Uh. very rich and you know you can can only eat so much you only, only want like two slices you know, for like a month and you're like, that's good. So I would take, I would bring it to work and I would cut out a bit and put it in the fridge for myself for later and let everybody else have the rest. Cause you don't want to bring something to work. that's like already partially eaten. Right. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Who wants some tuna wiggle fish? <laughs> yeah. What, you have other Christmas things? Uh, yeah. I came across uh, an article, which I thought was kind of fun. And it is 44 creepy mall Santas from decades past mm. that spread Christmas fear. And I thought, why oh, would that be what you'd want to share? I hated Santa is not enough as a kid. I was always scared. You can skip through some of these photos if you want and tell me what you're seeing. Oh my God. Why does he have curls onto his face? That's fucking terrifying. Who's this fucking clown? I know. It looks like John Wayne Gacy's oh my um, God. Christmas. Is that person pregnant? What is happening in this photo? 1985. That kid looks very calm for the chaos that is happening around her. That's crazy. Okay. 
scrolling down. Oh no, you don't scroll down. You just press mm. sideways in the photos. Oh, I see. Let me see when you're when you pick one. Okay, now this one, these two. This doesn't look very scary to me, really. Mm. What are, what are those dolls? Oh, the dolls are kind of scary. So if you're mm. just listening, it's a Santa sitting in a chair like normal, but the the hood. It's like he has a hood, not a hat. He's got a <laughs> Santa hood on, which kind of looks creepy. And his face is kind of smushed. And so there's not enough room for his beard. So his beard goes up into his cheeks. It's an odd one. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe the scarier one. And he has that. crazy clowns. Well, that's just a creepy photo. Ooh, Santa, what a lech. Santa himself looks normal and the kid looks normal. But Santa is creepily staring at the child, which is what makes it really gross and creepy. Okay, that's enough of that. You don't want to see any more mall Santas? I mean, they're not that. Hey, this guy. What in the fuck? No wonder that kid's scared. Also, what a strange thing that we do, right? That's just like, <laughs> what is, that's just too much. But we, hmm. we take our children, we tell our children, you know, don't say anything to strangers. You know, don't talk to them. You run away. And then we pick them up. Oh my God, that Santa looks like he just came from some weird concert or he got, he was outside and he got exposure. If Slipknot mm-hmm. was to, uh, you know, stop putting out music, but decide to become mall Santas. I this think would be, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe an ex-member of Kiss. Oh, Pershnickel. <laughs> but anyway, we tell our kids not to talk to strangers and we pick them up and put them on the lap of a stranger. That's a good point. And I, as a kid also, I don't know what it was, but like big people, like really tall people, very large people, like scared the shit out of me. And so I would cry all the time. That's, I think it's because black and white. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but a lot of them are creepy. But anyway, so I, every picture when I'm little, I don't know for how many years when we were taking pictures with Santa, I yes. would always be crying. Even though half the time I recognize now as an adult, it was my grandpa or one of my uncles. But I still was like, no. I do not trust you, weird man with beard. Mm-mm. Where's my dad? <laughs> so I'm always crying. I, I never did the mall Santa thing. I think we only did it a couple of times, yeah. but it was always family. So we right. had Santa come to either the event at my grandma's church, Santa would come, or at like my great grandma's house, she would host for a bit, Grandma Violet. Or my grandma's house, Santa would all of a sudden show up. Ho, ho, ho. I think it's because you know, they got enough beers in them. He's like, I'll do it this year. And then he'd go in the back and he'd change it. You know, one of them, one of my uncles or one of my uh, grandpas. And then they'd come out and then give all the presents. And we'd be like, and then he'd like disappear again. Where'd Santa go? I know kids are so easy. Cause I'm like, if, if I had paid attention, but I was just not this child. I was like, huh? I'd be like, where'd uncle Brett go? Oh wait, where'd uncle Ro- Oh, oh wait, he's back. And I'd be like, mm, suspicious. I wasn't a detective yet. How old were you when uh, you discovered Santa Claus wasn't real? Probably pretty young because I had an older brother. Mm. So most of the things that took kids a long time, I was the one that would ruin it. Okay. So probably I would assume like five or six. I'd assume five or six. My mom would probably know for sure. But that would make Nick, you know, three, four years older. So he was probably like, you know, or I could have heard it from school. I don't even know if Nick really ruined it or if I heard it from someone at school. Yeah, I don't remember when we stopped believing in Santa Claus. Yeah, you don't get many years of it, I don't think. Because as soon as kids start entering school, then you start sharing in the stories that you're told. Right. And you're you know like, Santa Claus in real. What? Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. You're like, my older cousin came in town 
from Nebraska. Yeah. And he told me Santa's not real. Easter Bunny's not true. I mean, no. it's just a bunch of letdowns when you're a kid. You find out there's no tooth fairy. There's yeah. no Easter Bunny. Hey, I would still pretend there's a tooth fairy if someone just dropped some money under my pillow. But I'm not losing any more teeth. So I guess I have right. to start pulling them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I was I might have talked about this on here, but I think I just talked about it with you. I was listening to some, I don't know if it was a psychologist or some researcher anyway, on our, uh, on our local news or on BBC America, I forget, but they were talking about how because schools were shut down for a few years, they're worried about what they call, they call child folklore, where children have, like, we don't know why it's passed on, but it's always passed down, like, um, circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got your cootie shot. Like all the little, you know, the things you say, the songs you sing, the dances, the like hand jivey things that we would do. Like it's all passed down through kids when they go to school when they're little and they just learn them. Like, you know, learning how to hopscotch and kickball. And you have all these random things you learn as a child through school and recess. Okay. And because kids didn't have that for a couple of years, they're worried about the the loss of child folklore. Oh, I bet you there's, not just child folk, like, yeah, oral, not oral history, but whatever. It's kind of that. I, mean, I don't know if folklore is the right word that they used. I forget, but it's essentially like childhood education that's not taught in books, you know, and not taught by a teacher. It's like taught by your peers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, immediately my brain went to, oh, some kids got to believe Santa existed for a little bit longer. And then they're going to go back and be like, now I feel like an idiot. The COVID generation. <laughs> right. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been seeing this meme and I've been wanting to share it, but I haven't yet. It was like, up your button around the corner has got to be one of the best put downs of the 90s. And I agree. Does anybody remember that? No. Oh, I would use this all the time. It's one of my go-tos. I had two go-to put downs when I was a kid. Up your button around the corner is one of them. And the way you use it, because you're probably like, how would you use that? Is when someone says like, uh, let's say they ask you like, well, where is where is the book that you borrowed? Or where's the ball that we were going to play the game with? Or Where's your jacket? Someone gives you some, any sass about anything, where something is up your button around the corner. Whoa. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And then my other favorite was butthole. I would just call people buttholes because my mom didn't, obviously I didn't curse when I was little because I would have got beaten with the wooden spoon. But also then my mom said I couldn't say butthole anymore because it wasn't appropriate. And so I started spelling it. So I would say B-U-T-T-H-O-L-E really fast. Whoa. I know, such a, such a brat though. What a brat, what a way. I was like, nah, 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 nah. what am I supposed to say now? I'll just spell it. Tricked you. Anyway, nice. I would love to hear people's stories of their favorite put downs from childhood. Did that, did that bring any to life? Like the up your button around the corner really cracked me up because it came up on a meme and I was like, oh, I remember that. Did you have one? Did you guys have a mix of like French, a Franglish put down? Mm, not that I can think of, no. Yeah. But I, I was also uh, in British Columbia for a couple of years as a kid. So. True. And that was like, what, six to nine? So yeah. that's like prime up your butt around the corner kind of content. That's the age. It's right. a prime age, you know? And there was another one that came up in my feed too, where it was like, if someone put your name to a rhyme, you were fucked. Could never get out of it. They were like, I always remember Michael, Michael, motorcycle. Didn't matter how cool motorcycles were, Michael was fucked. Because <laughs> people use that to like put you down or like, you know. Anyway, speaking of things that come on, that I find on the interwebs, I love, I don't know if anybody else loves this, but I love it when I come across a random Twitter conversation 
where I get to see the things that people have tweeted out in like reading a story, Mm -hmm. like a live story. And so when you read these live stories, it's almost like you get to be with them because each tweet is separated and you're like, wait, what's going to happen next? Oh my God. So I found the funniest story that I want to share with you all right now. And it is, it was written by someone by the name of LC, little Cecil too. It says, so I'm sat in a busy cafe, reading a book with a cup of tea and a pastry. And the lady sat opposite me is engrossed in her newspaper and she has just taken a bite of my pastry. We'll update. I'm already hooked. That's just the, the intro card. We have to swipe for more because now I'm on Instagram. We're not in Twitter. We've taken it from one social media platform to another. Elsie goes on. I've done the only thing I could do. And I ignored that it happened. <laughs> and I've taken a spoonful of it myself. She's now pretending that that didn't happen. Wait. Can you imagine someone eating your pastry? <laughs> you like go and eat it. Next tweet. This is tense. Next tweet. She has taken another piece. What the fuck? I'm staring at my phone like it's the only thing that exists. I'm going to take a bite again and move it closer to me. She beat me to it. She went in for a double helping. And I swear she just slid the plate ever so closer to her side of the table. She's not even blinking. I've just looked her right in the eyes and dragged the plate back to my side. It screeched all the way across the table. This lady is really aggressive. I can't believe she's eating someone else's shit. She's looking at me like I'm a disease. Send help. (laughs) I would have just abandoned my pastry at this point. Nobody is touching the pastry. There's a mouthful left on the plate. I have a bus to catch, but out of principle, I'm not going anywhere. I need to defend my pastry's honor. (laughs) I'm going to have to leave soon. I'll grab the last piece as I go. I paid for it after all. This is the final card. It starts with the monkey covering his eyes emoji. I just grabbed the last piece, stuffing it all in my mouth. I sip up a mouthful. Enjoy your coffee. As I picked up my newspaper to leave, there it was, my pastry. (laughs) (laughs) I have been eating a complete stranger's food. Oh, I love it. I was the weirdo. (gasps) Insert shocked face. (laughs) Nothing makes me happier. That was one of my favorite finds. What a good story. Also, what a good storyteller. You know? Yeah, I like that. That's good. Eating a whole, I can't believe that lady didn't say something. Weird, right? It was just a very strange, I, mean, I think it's just shocking passive. to both parties, right? You're like, wait, what? Absolutely. So then what would you do? Would you push the pastry to them and say, I'm so sorry, I thought that was mine? Or would yeah, you just like, I would have. I would have given them the pastry. Yeah. I can't believe that you let me do that. <laughs> right? Be like, you should have, not that they should have done anything. Be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I would have had to say something. Yeah, and I'd have to give them the pace or like give them a couple bucks or something. I'd be like, I'm, oh my God. <laughs> but the fact that it went that far. Okay, ready to get into some letters? I am. We have a letter from Nurse Karen and it is entitled Recipes. I'm excited. Hi, Katie and Sean. Here are some of my favorite holiday recipes that our family enjoys. I hope you try them and enjoy them too. Oh, cool. What do we got? Okay, so have I, I have no idea how the good cake, it's called the good cake, like the good place, but the good cake got its name. It's what we've always known it is. So, so that's just what they've always called it, the good cake. I'm excited already. 
maybe it's because it smells so good while it's baking, it'll drive you crazy. First thing, autumn holiday salad. Hmm. I follow this lady on Insta- or on TikTok that's a Midwestern mom who cooks salads that aren't really salads. And it'll be like Snickers salad and, you know, macaroni salad, things like that. Spring mix salad greens, thinly sliced red onion, leave soaking in water in the fridge until they're ready to add. Does that make them more crisp? I've seen chefs on TV do that. As a chef that's not on TV, I'm curious about this. <laughs> Drain well. This oh helps cut down on the strong taste of the onions. I kind of like the strong taste. Do you mind that I like the strong taste? No, I love a strong onion. Like the stronger, the better. mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting ripped off if I don't get a strong onion. I know it's funny because my mom hates them. Yeah, remember she was like, "Get the sweet onions," and I was like, "Absolutely." I do like a sweet onion too, though. I got one sweet onion and two. Well, Walla Wallas or Maui's. Walla Walla. Uh huh. They're both good, but we like the same type, just grown in different areas. I don't think they're the same type. I think. They're just both sweeter onions. How many onion varietals are there? Oh, there's got to be at least Another two. Another opportunity to use the word varietal. I feel so fancy. Yeah. Then roasted butternut squash, cut into one inch cubes, two medium apples, back to our apple discussion, sprinkle with lemon juice to prevent browning. Yeah, because nobody wants to eat brown. Like you said, it browns and then you're like, Bleh. does anything else gross anybody else out when it like it's browned or there's like liquid sitting on top. Do you know how like even dips and stuff after you've opened them, like sour cream, for instance, why does it get so liquidy? It, I have to pour it off. It grosses me out. My mom's like, just mix it back in. I'm like, that looks disgusting. You don't disgusting. drink the juice? No. What Katie. the fuck is that juice? Explain to me what that juice is and then maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. It's just, just it's the blood of the sour cream. You know? <laughs> the blood of the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, don't, don't pretend that you're so you know, above it because yesterday. Oh, I like pickle juice. I wanted to drink the pickle juice. You guys, you understand this. Yeah. Sour cream juice is not <laughs> pickle juice. It's a slippery slope. Nobody's doing sour cream backs when it's they take a shot of Jameson. Fermented juice, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. In uh, what we do in the shadows, they go out on the town one night and I didn't even think about this, but it's a very hilarious, like the writers are very smart. So when they suck the blood of people. Obviously they ingest things from that person. And so they go out and people are like wasted at a bar. <laughs> they like suck their blood and then they get drunk because it's like high blood alcohol <laughs> content. Whoa, that's a very hot batch. I oh, and then they stumble across. And then later they end up at some rave because they're like night people, right? Vampires aren't awake during the day. So they stay up to like four in the morning and then they drink the blood of this one person who's like really high on who knows what. I think maybe like ecstasy or who knows. And then they're high and just, it's a very, I highly recommend that episode. It's very funny. Okay. Smoked Gouda or smoked blue cheese. How is this a cake? It's a salad. Oh, I thought you said the good cake. That's that's just to get you ready for that recipe. Oh, I'm like Autumn this? holiday salad. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Remember salads that aren't really salads, but this one's actually a salad. Yeah, I was just getting very confused. I'm like, so we got greens. mixed greens, we got red onion, we got roasted butternut squash, we got apples, we got smoked gouda or smoked blue cheese, crumbled or cubed, dried California dates, not majul. Interesting. There are we used to see those at our Whole Foods in Santa Monica. There'd be the California dates and majul, but I've only seen majul here. And I might be saying that wrong. Medjool. Pitted and chopped. Then bacon. You've, I'm sold. And then crushed walnuts. That sounds delicious. I'm excited. 
Okay, then you make a maple Dijon vinaigrette to go with it. And in a large salad bowl, we layer the greens, the apples, the squash, the drained red onions, patted dry, don't forget, cheese, dates, and dried cranberries. Drizzle a small amount of dressing over the salad and toss well. Save remaining dressing for guests to add as desired. Love that. It's not meant to be heavily dressed. Top with crumbled uh, bacon and chopped walnuts. It looks complicated. It really isn't. The longer it sits in the fridge, it allows the flavors to marry. It gets neat. That's what Sean always says. After we like make a chicken salad or make any kind of thing and it goes in the fridge and then we eat it like the next day or a few hours later, Sean will say, oh, that really got neat. Where I grew up, we'd say I that. I don't really have a lot of words. No. <laughs> no, but it's because you'd be like, the flavor really got neat. It changed, you know. And where I, when I grew up, we would say they really came together. And she says that they really marry the flavors they get to marry they're all gonna get to know each other in the pot in the pot yum okay hope you get a chance to try some or all of these recipes happy holidays to you and yours all the best karen we will okay so i know people are wondering about the good cake and the good cake set is one yellow cake mix with two-third cup oil four eggs and one cup finely chopped pecans you're speaking this texan's language we got pecans everywhere one cup water one tub coconut pecan frosting <gasps> Yum. Never had such frosting before. Like the one that you use on German chocolate cake, which that's like a favorite in our family is German Co chocolate and pineapple upside down cake. Coconut pineapple? It, yeah. No. Co coconut pecan frosting. Pecan. Mm. Mix all the ingredients together except for the frosting, obviously. And the pe everything, pecans go right inside the batter. And I then like it. It's, you cook it at 350, 50 to 60 minutes. Cool. Yum. I'll give it a whirl. That sounds delicious. I'm excited. And then she also sent us recipe for a chocolate chip dump cake and, ooh, sweet potato casserole with oat streusel. Hold the phone. I'm excited. Thank you so much. I'm excited to try these. So you're going to bake those? You bake the cake? Yeah. Yeah, 350 for- No, are you going to bake those? Oh, I'm definitely going to make the, the that uh, sweet potato casserole with the, the oatmeal streusel, 100%. And the- what was it called? The good cake? Mm. Of course. And we were looking for a salad. I do really love all those things like dates, blue cheese or gouda, butternut squash. These are great recipes. You're speaking my language, Karen. Thank you so very much. Thank you. And moving on. Okay. Letter number two, numero dos, is from Christina. And it's entitled Update and food. Ah. It says, hi, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. Christina here from Norway. Love the latest episode about Thanksgiving food. And I'm glad you like the photos. And thank you, Sean, for complimenting the composition. I'm by no means a professional, but I do enjoy trying to make my photos look nice. Me too. And I have to be honest, being around you and Jurgen, it makes, I like try to line things up a little. So if I like move something over, so it just frames the photo. Hmm. I try to do that sometimes. It makes it gives it artistic something, a yeah, little you, flair. You take great photos. Sometimes, you know, if I try. Yeah. If you turn on the grid mm -hmm. on your phone, then that helps yeah, too. Yeah, can help. Yeah. Nothing is funnier than the photos you tried to take. Of, so we went to Vegas to visit my friend Kim for her 40th. And so we were out at dinner and it was really late into the evening. And Kim was like, Sean, you're really good at like photo and video. And we'd had quite a few drinks at this point. <laughs> We can put the photos up on the screen. <laughs> Sean takes like four photos, one of which is great. The others are so blurry. It's hilarious. Have you seen them? No. 
Kim was like, what is this? She was so frustrated. <laughs> and I go, Kim, we should have probably asked him earlier in the evening. And she's like, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> they're all, <Oops. laughs> it's just funny because they're all just I like. off hours. They're slightly, yeah. You, had, you were relaxing a maxim. Okay. Christina says, um, a quick update on my mom before going into the food part of this email. In my last letter, I wrote that she'd been in the hospital overnight. Since then, she has had a CT scan and we learned that the chemo she'd been on was not as successful as they hoped. Oh, I'm so sorry. And there's more metastasis, which means spreading. I didn't know that that's what that meant. Like metastatic, you know, I didn't know. Okay. So spreading in the liver. Now they're trying the chemo in pill form. Isn't it crazy how many options there are? Keep us posted. I'm sending love your way. This is quite discouraging news, especially for her. And I really hope this new chemo works. Any prayers, good thoughts, and best wishes sent this way would be appreciated. I am so sorry. That's incredibly stressful. We're sending you all of those things. And we hope your mom makes a speedy recovery and that the pill form works. Now, on to food. Okay. In Norway, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But my parents and I have celebrated a couple of times here when I was younger. This year, my mom suggested we celebrate, and I ended up cooking my first Thanksgiving meal. Oh. Isn't it kind of fun to put together your first? I think Liz and I at Pepperdine, we made our first meal. It was my junior year of college, and my cousin's now husband, Cody, came over from USC with Kelly, another friend, Tim is his name. Tim Kelly is his name. But they came over because they were going to USC, and they were staying for Thanksgiving, too, so we made the whole shebang. And that was my first time like dealing with the turkey and the gizzards and blah, blah, blah. And Liz cannot touch raw meat so and i don't like it either but together we it actually turned out delicious we put gloves on and we dealt with it, it was fine okay have you seen that viral trend going around mm -mm. um how how to make a naughty turkey oh i sent it to you because i thought it was funny yeah the gizzard yeah put the, the gizzards neck. in the neck and then it's like no one can look away from your turkey yeah <laughs> <laughs> it makes it look like your turkey has a dong I'm, i apologize <laughs> Sometimes my sense of humor isn't what I will share online because I don't know if people will get me. Like one of my favorite things I sent to Sean recently is God when he made the duck, or yeah, when he made the duck. Hey, make this chicken slick and give it a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Just stupid shit that I think is funny. Okay. So for dinner, because she made the whole shebang, yeah. I made mashed potatoes, honey roasted carrots, sounds delicious, stuffing, chicken, and gravy. For some of the components, I don't have specific recipes, but I thought I would share some of my steps. That's amazing. It's a lot. People don't realize how much it takes to put together all that food. For the carrots, oh, I don't have specific recipes for the potatoes besides the butter, milk, salt, and pepper. I did add a little bit of garlic powder, which provides a little kick of flavor. Nice. I love garlic in everything. You know what? I, I have a trick with uh, mashed potatoes. What's your trick? I will take, and sometimes I won't tell people that I did it, but if you take a little bit of goat yogurt... Mm -hmm. And put that in there. Yeah, or a little sour cream too, a little tanginess. Mm -hmm. Or, and this is the ultimate, and this is really, mm -hmm. uh, and I love you, you know, I make this for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, honey. Yeah. Uh, you take boursin cheese uh -huh. and you put a couple of dollops in there. Yeah. And just the, the herbs from boursin cheese and the it's cheese. That, it's that soft spreadable cheese that comes in like a little circle. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's the mashed potato magic right it there. It is making potato magic. For the carrots, I've never made honey roasted before, but for the meal I used, I'm not sure if they're called baby carrots, but they weren't the full size of a carrot. After, well, I don't know. Baby carrots are like the little finger ones, like you, they're, you like dipping. Do you know what the secret to a baby carrot is? It's just a chopped up big carrot. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were miniature grown carrots. Like no. a, I thought it was the pony of the horse world. 
Oh, yeah. It no. turns out, no, no. They just take a big carrot and chop it down. Yeah. My mom loves Sunday morning, so she'd watch that mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. And they had a farmer on talking about how it was his idea to do that. Because essentially, if a carrot didn't look good, people wouldn't buy it. Right. And so they'd go bad or people, you know, it wasn't, they weren't able to sell them. They'd give them to their horses. You know, there are different ways they'd try to get rid of them. And then he had the idea to make them into smaller, more dippable ones. And it took off. And I was like, kudos to that, dude. Also, if you're in a city that offers imperfect produce, Sean and I use them for a while. It's a lot. So make sure you select each delivery because otherwise you end up with a lot of things that you might not eat. Um, But that was a good deal too. And that's essentially you get produce that isn't perfect looking, but it tastes just as delicious. Okay. So her carrots weren't full size, but she doesn't know if they were really baby carrots. So after she peeled them, I drizzled them with olive oil and a bit of acacia honey. Mm. Mm. Then I sprinkled some sea salt before rolling them around to coat everything. Put them in the oven at 200 degrees Celsius or 400 Fahrenheit for about 30 minutes. And I think they came out quite well. That sounds like a really good recipe. For the stuffing, I used part of a recipe from Joanne Fluke's book, The Cinnamon Roll Murder. I don't know what that means. I've never heard of such a book, but I'm intrigued. As a bit of a tangent, have you heard of the Hannah Swenson mystery series, The Cinnamon Roll Murder? Mm-mm. No, do tell. It's from a book series. I started reading this book series back in high school and I loved it. I've been collecting the books ever since. I'm intrigued. You know how much I love a murder mystery. It's about a woman named Hannah Swenson and she owns a bakery called The Cookie Jar in a small fictional town called Lake Eden, Minnesota. The first book called The Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder, I'm loving all of this, is about her first encounter with a murder. <gasps> On the scene of the crime, she finds some of her chocolate chip cookies that she gave the victim. <gasps> dun, dun. At first, she thinks that's how he died, but no, he was shot. Because her cookies were found on the scene of the crime, she feels obligated to investigate. I would too, obviously. And this is how it all starts. Each book includes recipes, mainly cookies or desserts, but there are recipes for savory things as well. I would highly recommend this series. Anyways, back to the stuffing. This recipe is called Stuffin' Muffins. Okay. Originally, this sounds delicious. Originally, this recipe is for stuffing in the form of a muffin. Think of all that crunchy bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so you make individual stuffings in, in a muffin in a, tin. Into muffins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this idea. We like this a lot. But I used it in the traditional sense and it also changed the recipe a little bit. For the bread part, you cut up about eight cups of bread beforehand and leave it out so it starts to dry. Yep, That's you want the secret. To, you got to get it kind of crusty. Yeah. Then you saute half a cup of finely diced onions, half a cup of finely diced celery, 12 tablespoons of butter, one teaspoon oregano, teaspoon sage, and teaspoon thyme into the frying pan and continue to saute everything a little bit longer before taking it off the burner. Then you whisk in three eggs and um, pour them over the bread. And then pour it over the saute mixture. That's like how we do it too. Take some chicken stock and add a quarter cup at a time until it starts to form, you know, into kind of like a bread doughy thing. What I did this year is I cleaned the chicken before, salt and peppering it. This is a whole chicken, mind you. I laid this on a baking sheet lined with aluminum foil and and baking paper and then stuffed the chicken with the stuffing as much, much as possible. Then I laid the rest of the stuffing around the chicken and I poured a bit of the remaining stock over the chicken and stuffing before cooking at 200 or 400 degrees Fahrenheit, 200 Celsius, for about an hour and 20 minutes or mm-hmm. until the ch- chicken is thoroughly cooked. This is amazing. She did amazing things. For the gravy, 
we have this powdered uh, form here that you just add water to and heat over the stovetop. And that's what I use this year. Sometimes that's totally fine. This year, because we didn't do turkey, we did ham. My mom looked up how to make ham gravy. It's essentially the same. Mustard, right? It, we put a little mustard powder in it, but... It was the drippings oh, from the our drippings. ham with a little roux that we'd made with some milk and some flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you just kind of make it thick and delicious. So she made that gravy. And then for dessert, she made a pumpkin pie. Oh my God, listen to this. I believe that pumpkin pie filling from a can is typically used in the States, but one can of filling here is $10. I thought Norway was rich. It's expensive. Is it? Mm-hmm. Hmm, I thought they... I think it's the most expensive country in the mm. world. For some reason, I thought that their, Christina, their prices we right? were like yeah. really low and everyone was just walking around with big bags of cash. <laughs> when you it's ring like, their doorbell, it says money, like that like one, one guy from Pool. Tiny Toons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, $10. So she bought, wow, okay. She did the whole shebang. She bought a pumpkin. Christina, my friend and I tried this. It went horribly wrong. But she bought a rather large pumpkin for $4. See, four, not 10. The day before the meal, cut it into larger pieces, removed the seeds and fibers and roasted it. Then I removed the skin and put the pumpkin um, in a bit at a time into a blender to puree it. It's a lot of work. Lot Seems of work. like a lot of work. Then, um, oh, I would say this was enough pumpkin to make about 10 pies, but I'm not going to do that. I'll probably just use the rest to make a pumpkin bread. That's smart. I then made the pie on the day of the meal. Oh, so the day before she did that. Super smart. Look at you. Time management. For the pie, she took the puree and cinnamon, you know, all the flavors, nutmeg, whisked together, three eggs, some cream and milk. You're quite the chef. I'm impressed. And she even made a rough puff pastry for the pastry. What? Amazing. Okay. This is just, Christina, you're blowing my mind. So then she blind baked the crust, put it in. She did the whole thing. Fancy pantsy, served with vanilla ice cream and whipped cream. I know the U.S. has a lot of traditional fall desserts, but one question I had during this whole process was whether the U.S. had any traditional Christmas desserts. What would you typically serve or have at the Christmas meal? I know there's eggnog, gingerbread, peppermint candies, ribbon candy, and so on. But is there a cake or a pudding or anything? Apple pie? We always did apple pie and pumpkin pie. Mm. So we extend pumpkin into Christmas. I mean, might as well. You can even do a pecan. I know people do that for Thanksgiving too, but it depends on how excited my grandma got. And sometimes because back where I grew up, everybody has like a huge freezer in another room of their home. And my grandma always had frozen berries. And so sometimes she'd make like a blackberry or marionberry pie. Yeah, cobbler? No, pie. Hmm. What's the difference between a pie and a cobbler? Cobbler doesn't have... A lid on it? It doesn't have a lid. It has crumble usually. Oh, okay. I believe. I'm know. sure there's more differences. Right, right, right. But this is a pie, not a cobbler. Yeah. So there you have My it. My knowledge of baking is really low. I, yeah. I don't know the terms. <laughs> yeah. So in, like in the UK, I think they have Christmas pudding, Ooh. Christmas cake, mince pies, chocolate log, that type of thing. I, we do a pumpkin log for Thanksgiving, but we don't really do them for Christmas as much. Oh, we do uh, in Canada. And I don't know if it was everyone's family, but mm -hmm. my family, we had butter tarts mm -hmm. and mince meat tarts. Yeah, and everybody thinks minced meat is like meat, but it's just raisins, it's raisins corn it's fruit, syrup, essentially. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, mainly raisins. Why do they call it minced meat? I don't know. Is that there like a history to that? Does somebody know? Let us know. Yeah, but butter tarts, man. I used yeah, your to eat sister those made butter. them this year. She was munching on them the other day. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, I, I used to go through. No kidding, I'd get home from school. I, this is the. Uh, 
the constitution? No, what would it be the, you know, what a, what a child can eat versus what an adult can eat. Oh yeah. Well, the energy needed for a child is a little different than right. the energy needed for an adult. I would have close to a gallon of eggnog, mm -hmm. you know, in matter like of days. like, yeah. Yep. Um, Monday through Friday, I'd be working on that gallon as soon as I got home. And then I would rifle through the freezer and I would get butter tarts and I would get minced meat uh, pies, little ones. Cause they're all individual yeah, they're just little things mm -hmm. oh and i would i would put those in the microwave sometimes i would just eat them cold like non frozen <laughs> i did that with pumpkin pie because we got so a whole good. pumpkin pie for thanksgiving we ate on it but there's probably still like a quarter of it left mm -hmm. so i cut it into small slices and froze it and the other day i snapped a slice off and i just bit into it and it was actually kind of nice it was almost like pumpkin pie ice cream oh mm -hmm. nice Taking that, was like that Costco pumpkin pie to the next level. They're the best deal. It's like five dollars. Yeah, Can loss. you imagine, Christina? Five dollars for the whole fucking pie, and this pie is like ginormous. Like a twenty-inch pie, mm -hmm. like a big pizza. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So better. They, they're just luring people in with their cheap hot dog mm -hmm. or low-cost hot dogs and pizzas. They're delicious hot and dogs. Pumpkin pies. And they're Polish dogs. Correction. Polish what? dogs. Mm -hmm. How do you know? It says on the thing. Does it? Mm -hmm. Maybe they have hot dogs separately, but they sell Polish. I didn't dogs. know that. Yeah. Hmm. It's a dog of my people. Okay. Also, do you do any Black Friday shopping? No. I do not. Here in Norway, Black Friday started about three to four years ago, and then it exploded into Black Week in the following years. Ours is kind of like that where it's just like extended. And so I, I will do shopping online when there's good deals, but we don't really like, I, back in the day, I would get up with my Aunt Rhonda, my mom, if there was like a good deal to be had, and we would do that early Black Friday crazy shopping. And it was only, usually you get up at like five, some crazy fucking time, go to the store and you're done by like noon. You're like, Poop. just tuckered out. And then we go home, hide our gifts and have a nap. And I think the year I probably talked about this before. But the year that I saw grown women fighting on the floor for certain Hot Wheels in whatever store I was in, I was like, I'm not going to do this again. Mm. And then I did get up with Liz, my roommate in college once, because I was broke and my computer was acting weird and I needed a new one. And so I waited in line if the camera just shook it because Roxy hit it. I waited in line at uh, Walmart or something or Best Buy to try to get the deal, but I didn't even get in the doors and they were already sold out. Mm. So Bummer. anyway. Yeah, I did do that. Um, but I shop mainly online now. Finally, when do you consider it appropriate to start listening to Christmas songs and putting up decorations? In the States, it's usually right after Thanksgiving. It's That's, the day after. Yeah. People are yeah. really wild we, you about You move it. right on. Yeah. You're moving right along. Boom. Thanksgiving's over. Mm -hmm. Typically here in Norway, Christmas stuff starts appearing in late October, early November. Wow, they're even earlier. See, ours, I guess, is that way kind of too, but people don't put up like their Christmas trees or their decorations or anything until like right after Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving or December 1st, you could even say. But this year I started seeing Christmas stuff in the stores in early October. We saw that here too. There was a lot more like for Christmas shopping, but not necessarily the decorations. And listening to Christmas music, I can honestly only handle it for like a week. So like maybe tonight or tomorrow, Listen to a little old school Christmas music. Yeah. I'm, I like Dean Martin Christmas personally. Mm -hmm. Bing Crosby. Yep. Maybe we'll all get crazy put on that Billy Idol Christmas album. <laughs> I do not I'm... like that album. It's just wrong. Okay. As long as it's not the chipmunks. Man, they drive oh, me crazy. I, I grew up with Alabama and the chipmunks, so those uh, are my two faves. When I was a kid, I loved it. Mm -hmm. But as Please, an adult. I want 
Exactly. Alvin! I don't like that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you don't put on Billy Idol, and I won't put on the chipmunks. Fair enough. That's a deal. We brokered a good deal, you guys. Okay. So she, I typically start listening to Christmas music in November, and this is also when the radio starts playing Christmas music. See, you're right in line. Christmas lights start appearing on the 1st of November. Wow. Which is really nice because it gets so dark so early. That is true. It does kind of like brighten things up a bit. In the summers, and its longest daylight goes from about 3 to 4 a.m. all the way to 12 to 1 a.m. Wow. So you like have sunlight almost all. That's so crazy because they're so far north. That's why the Norwegians are so good at snowboarding. It's surmised Mm -hmm. uh, because they get to practice a lot. Yeah, because it's like light for so much longer. But in the winters, at its shortest, daylight goes from about 9.30 to 10 a.m. And then from about 3 to 4 p.m. Oh, two. So 9.30 to 10, two about 3 to 4. So you get like, it's almost like us now, but we have until about, what, 5.30, 6? Didn't, uh, was it yesterday, the winter solstice? Probably. The first day of winter? I don't keep up with the winter. I know the first day of summer is usually June 20th or Mm. 21st. That I care about. Winter, I'm like, it's already here. (laughs) I hope you both had a great Thanksgiving and have a great start to December. Christina. Thank you, Christina. That's incredibly helpful. And I love the recipes. And I'm so proud of you for like doing it from a pump, like turning a pumpkin into a pumpkin pie. Amazing. And sorry, I didn't read the whole instructions. I'm amazed by it. It was beautiful. And trust me, my friend Christina, which is kind of funny, and I tried to do that. It did not turn out so good. So I'm impressed that she was able to do it. I don't think we had a good enough puree or ours was kind of chunky and stringy. <laughs> Sounds awful. Hence why it didn't work out, Sean. And we ended up throwing it out. Yeah. Mm. This but pumpkin yeah. pie is a little soupy. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we got to get out of here, Katie. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We, we wish, wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Have a good one, you guys. Celebrate. Enjoy the time off, time with your friends or family, celebrating whatever it is you celebrate. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and just happy holidays. Be safe out there. Yeah. Stay off the roads. Be careful. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.